Hello from the Financial Times in London. I'm Patricia Nilsson and this is News in Focus, where we offer our insights into the stories that matter. That was a clip of Boy With Love, the collaboration between K-pop royalty BTS and American singer Halsey that broke YouTube records for most views within 24 hours. K-pop has never been more popular. Catchy tunes, slick dance routines and squeaky clean stars are a must for the Korean pop groups. However, a recent string of high-profile controversies, including a rape conviction and two suicides, have sullied K-pop's image. Edward White, the FT Soul correspondent, is here to discuss what makes a K-pop star, why the singers are under so much pressure and what the industry means to the country's economy. So let's get down to the basics to begin with. What is K-pop? K-pop is, in its essence, pop music from South Korea. The term and its associations have changed over time, so many people outside of Asia will still think of the internet sensation Psy and his 2012 hit Gangnam Style. But today, usually we're talking about bands and groups, often all boy or all girl, that can both sing and dance at the same time. So musically, increasingly we're seeing groups like BTS or Blackpink, which are two of the hottest groups today. They move pretty seamlessly across genres, so from love songs and ballads to much heavier EDM or electronics dance music, and also rap and hip-hop. As for the performances, both in terms of music videos and live performances, it's music that has a very high production standard. It's tapping into whatever the latest trends are across sort of music in the US. And there's choreographed dancing that, again, is of the quality and standard that you'd expect from a Madonna or a Beyonce concert. And so what makes K-pop different or special compared to the rest of the music industry? It's really about the fans. So K-pop fans or fandom is at the core of why K-pop is really seen as a unique industry that is different from what you would see in the US or in the UK. Once a band is on the scene and being heavily promoted, these fans who are not just from Korea, but also Japan, China, Taiwan, Southeast Asia, and increasingly from the US, they start to play a big role in the band's success or otherwise. Fans will basically adopt a band and often a singular member of that band and then they will closely track and follow everything about them online and whenever possible go and see them in person. This passion and devotion of these K-pop fans is really much more akin to a something like a diehard follower of a football team. They are willing to spend countless hours online following their every move and they will happily part with hundreds or thousands of dollars even, whatever they can afford really, not just for concert tickets or paraphernalia, but also in sending gifts or any chance that they can see them in person. And so they share in their star's success and they feel part of the journey as a particular group or a person or their idol, as they're called, becomes increasingly popular. And look, it's not just kids or teenagers either. I was talking to an academic in her 30s just last week who spoke of sending vitamins to her favourite star in the hope that he'd stay healthy while on the road touring. And how valuable is K-pop to the South Korean economy? Yeah, the numbers are a little tricky to quantify, but... It is playing an increasingly important role. At the high end, local economists here in Seoul have put the figure for what they call Korean cultural exports, or what's known collectively as the Hallyu wave. That's at nearly $10 billion annually. This figure is a little bit skewed because it includes gaming and movies and that sort of thing. 
but it does include around $5 billion in annual sales of consumer goods like makeup and cosmetics, which are seen as getting a real boost from the K-pop star's popularity, particularly in Asia where it's such a big market and they are really seen as quite important trendsetters. And so while some would argue that it's still in total a relatively modest contributor in a country that has $600 billion of annual exports, in a period of slow global growth and without major natural resources or the like to lean on in South Korea, it has become an increasingly important contributor to the economy. And K-pop has been gaining in popularity abroad. How has this affected South Korea? Certainly being taken seriously and being seen to achieve on the international stage is a source of great pride for whatever sector for South Koreans. And so the success of BTS in particular in the US has been followed very closely One of the other more interesting side effects, though, in the region is that Korea's entertainment industry is so increasingly successful that it's thought of as the central place to be in Asia. And so in terms of the impact it's having on South Korea, you'll see actors or bands or musicians and performers just as they would flock to Los Angeles to make it big. Increasingly in Asia, many of these people are actually coming to try and make it in Korea. The other thing that we've been seeing really on the back of the success of Parasite, which has just swept through the Oscars, that has now created a new level of international media content producers and investors that are now looking at Korea in a whole new light because Korean content, be it music or film or television, is just seen to have this whole new global reach. And when you take that global popularity and then combine it with burgeoning number of streaming services and online platforms that means this content can reach a global audience much more easily than it could in the past. Those things together is just creating a lot of excitement around the potential future opportunities for the Korean media industry, for entertainment, for the bands, for the groups, and also for film. For a long time, the top three music businesses in the country have been JYP Entertainment, SM Entertainment, and YG Entertainment. And these are responsible for some of K-pop's biggest stars? Yes. So for years, these three groups, which are all listed on the stock exchange here in Seoul, they have been the dominant companies with the biggest bands under their management. These groups and others are typically formed by former stars who then go to work identifying, training, and ultimately releasing and promoting new groups. Broadly speaking, their success has been immense over the past decade or so. As one of our FT colleagues wrote recently in Lex, shares in JYP, for example, rose by about 3,000% over eight years, I think, to its peak late in 2018. That said, there is a new kid on the block, and that's Big Hit Entertainment, and that's the company behind BTS. Now, while Big Hit is privately owned, so we've not had a very close look at its books, but what we have seen just in the last week or so is some statements from the company detailing that their revenue has doubled over the past year to about $500 million now. And on top of that, their operating profit has also basically doubled to around $82 million, and that was for 2019. Those earnings are more than the combined forecast earnings of those three other main companies, so JYP, SM, and YG. The other interesting thing that's happened with Big Hit at the moment is that all of their success has been tied up to this one band, BTS, and they're trying to now launch new bands, so that potentially creates a bit of growth for them in the future. But Bang Se-hook, who's the head of Big Hit, who founded the company and formed BTS back in 2010, one thing that he said last week, which was interesting, was that their income streams are now sort of 
evenly distributed so it's not just music and album sales but they're actually making as much money across concerts content what they're calling ip products and platform businesses so that's all the other things associated with bts but outside of the music itself how involved are these companies with the formation of k-pop bands oh they're totally essential this is a very well established system of finding and recruiting talent from a young age and then years of investment and training and not just in singing and dancing but these young performers they need to be the full package they need to be able to act and do promotions they need to be able to speak confidently live when they go on talk shows and on the radio and all of that sort of thing and they need to be comfortable in the public spotlight as well as they need to know how to interact with their fans and none of this is left to chance the management companies are Also, of course, selecting exactly who is in the group and the type of music they're going to be performing and how they'll look. And that starts from when they're selecting the band to begin with right through to managing the bands as they're out there on the world stage performing. You recently interviewed Solby, a former star who had suffered a torrent of online abuse. Is this a common experience for K-pop musicians? I'd say in a word, yes. There is, of course, a huge amount of support for the bands and the stars when they are coming up and growing in popularity and while they're on top. But there is also a lot of toxicity there online in Korea. Fans are extremely competitive and protective, and so the entertainment industry as a whole plays up to this. Websites and entertainment shows rank stars on their popularity and they dissect any and all news about them. Critics say basically this environment, coupled with a sort of undercurrent of misogyny in the online world, means that a lot of abuse can be directed, particularly at female stars who stray even slightly from this sort of wholesome image that the management companies try to promote among the groups. Sol B, who you mentioned, her situation was probably an early warning of what was to come. She was an established K-pop singer, extremely famous in Korea, and had the experience about 10 years ago of having a fake sex video circulated online. And subsequently, she really had no control of being able to fight back and basically had to leave the industry. You say an early warning of what was to come. Can you tell us about some of the more recent controversies that have shaken the K-pop world? So towards the end of 2019, two women in their 20s, both prominent stars, they took their own lives after suffering another one of these torrents of online abuse. Um, a lot of it was revolving around misogynistic trends as well. In late 2019 also, two male stars were jailed for rape in a case that involved sharing of explicit videos. Taken together, these cases have really highlighted some of the issues around misogyny and also deeper problems in Korean society around abuse against women and also depression and suicide. And so while we can't just say that these are problems only faced by the K-pop industry, they did put the spotlight on this industry and they really shattered that wholesome veneer. Have cases like these had wider repercussions for the industry? Because in a way, if you're an investor with shares in a K-pop stock, you've invested in the profitability of these people. Well, on the one hand, for the particular management companies who have stars that have been jailed and the like, there has, of course, been a hit. At the same time, investors I've spoken with in the industry, they still see a lot of opportunity because from their point of view, even though it sounds a bit cold, as soon as one group is forced off the stage in one of these scandals, that creates a market and an opportunity for something new. And these management companies have hundreds, if not thousands of kids training their hearts out in basement studios across Seoul, basically ready to go. I think the bigger problem for the companies and for people looking at the industry is around risk. 
The system sets up stars to have these perfect lives, and in cases where they are seen to have made mistakes, that whole veneer can come crumbling down very quickly. And so even a group like BTS, which has somewhat broken the mold with members seeming open and vulnerable and the like, a big scandal would still pose an existential risk, and not just to the band, but to big hit entertainment as a company. And what happens to K-pop stars when they're called up for military service? So this is an interesting one, as it's a big problem facing BTS at the moment. Band members are set to have to take part in South Korea's compulsory military service. When that happens, they obviously can't record or perform as a group together for a couple of years. But management companies historically have found a way to make it work. They can help stars that aren't yet called up into doing more like solo performances and solo recordings, or in other instances, they can just perform without the full group. So these are bands often with seven or more people, so maybe it'll be like five on stage at the time. So while it definitely complicates the outlook for the groups, if the fan devotion is strong enough, then it doesn't have to be an absolute game changer. It doesn't have to be an existential problem for those groups. Thank you, Edward, and thanks for listening. Don't forget, if you missed our latest episodes, you can subscribe and listen on all the usual podcast platforms. If you enjoyed this episode of FD News and Focus, rate us or leave a comment on your podcast provider. Culture Call, the Financial Times' transatlantic culture podcast, is back for season two. Join us, that's me, Griselda Murray brown in London. And me, Lila Raptopoulos, in New York. We'll be getting together to interview the people breaking new ground in culture. We're also making sense of the trends shaping life in the 2020s. And we'll bring you behind the scenes of the FT's award-winning life and arts journalism. In our first episode, we chat to Marriage Story's Noah Baumbach. So hit that subscribe button and let's discuss our way through the most exciting cultural moments of 2020 together. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.